Well, good morning. We're continuing on our message series today, um, The Greater Yes, talking about delayed gratification. You know, if we're honest with ourselves, we live in an instant gratification type of a world. I mean, we're just not satisfied without the instant gratification from fast food. You know, I want my meal in a minute. And if it's longer than a minute, we're not satisfied. When I go online and I want to purchase something, I want it by tomorrow, even if it's in the other part of the world. And if I don't get it by tomorrow, I'm not satisfied. We live in an instant gratifying society. And it has become such a big thing to us that we get what we want and we get what we want now. But how satisfied does that really make us? How fulfilled does that really make us? How does that fill everything that we are? You know, in the Old Testament, there was actually a guy by the name of Esau who lived that same way. He wanted what he wanted, and he wanted what he wanted now. You know, in this Old Testament, it's a fascinating story of these twin brothers, Esau and Jacob. They were sons of Isaac. And Isaac actually favored his older son, which was Esau. He gave him his birthright, and this created so many difficulties within the home. Between these two brothers, Esau was a skillful hunter. He washed over his dad's property. He was a man of the field. Jacob was a mild-mannered and content, and he was just content with staying at home and doing the housely chores. And one day, the Bible says that Esau was out working in the field. He was hunting. He was taking care of his dad's property. When he came in, and, and he was extremely hungry, you can imagine he was worn down, he was beaten down, his feet were hurting, and he was, he was just so hungry. And this is where we pick it up in Genesis 25, verses 30 through 34. He said to Jacob, that's Esau, quick, let me have some of that red stew. I'm famished, he said. And the Bible says that's why he was called Edom. Jacob replied, first sell me your birthright. Look, I am about to die. What good is the birthright to me? But Jacob said, Swear to me first. So he swore to him, selling his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and some lentil stew. He ate and drank, and then he got up and left. So Esau despised his birthright. I don't know about you, but I don't know if I'm willing to set up, sell my birthright for some lentil stew. I don't know if that's really what I was going for. But this man was so hungry. He wanted what he wanted, and he, what, he, what he wanted was right now. That he was willing to give up so much of his future for the instant gratification. Esau was a man who lived for the moment. Lived for the right now. Lived for what was happy in this moment. What was happy in this life. What brought satisfaction right now. He was willing to give up long-term benefits for that. You know, it's almost like you have this retirement fund. Have you ever been there? You want something in the moment or you feel you need something in the moment. And then you go and you look at your retirement funds. And you think, boy, if I pulled that out right now, that would solve all my problems. That would get what I want. That would take care of my needs in this moment. And maybe, maybe you've taken that step and you've realized, what did I just do? Yeah, I took care of something that was maybe like six, ten thousand dollars $10,000. For the price tag of $20,000 and all the potential growth of what that could have been. I mean, think about that. Is that really a wise move 
financially, long term? Probably not, right? It may fix the need or fill a need in the moment, but long term, you just wiped yourself out. And you took away so much more than you actually got. And the same is true in instant gratification spiritually and in our own personal life. You know, so often it's like, I want to be happy now. Whatever it takes to be happy now. Whatever it takes to satisfy myself now. That we don't even realize what we are giving up. You see, my friends, immediate gratification is a recipe for destruction. It really is. Immediate gratification is a recipe for destruction. You may not experience it in the moment. You may not experience it right now. But at some point down the road, you will lose out. And you will start to realize all that you could have had. But you gave it up for that lentil stew. For what felt good in that moment. You see, all throughout the Bible, we see the, the desire for instant gratification. We see the desire for people to get what they want and what they want right now. And over and over again, the people who have taken that step to be happy in the moment, it led to destruction. It led to loneliness. It led to beating us down. You know why? Because instant gratification is a trick and a scheme of the devil himself. He does not want you to experience the rewards that God has for us. He wants you to think that what you can get right now in this moment is better than what you could get in the future. What you're storing up for yourself. I mean, the Bible says that Esau despised his, his birthright. What does that mean? He lived the rest of his life in regret over that lentil stew. Over that one bowl of soup, he gave up his future. And think about it. What have you given up your future for? Or what are you on the verge of giving up your future for? Is it really worth it? Jesus, throughout the New Testament, calls us to be patient. Calls us to wait on him. Patience is one of the virtues. It's the ability to say, hold on. This may feel right. This may make me happy right now. I may really, really want this. But just hold on. There's something better. There's something better coming for me to experience the reward that God has for us. You know, Jesus in the beginning stages of his ministry, right after he was baptized, do you know what happened? The Bible says he went out into the wilderness and for 40 days he fasted. For 40 days he did not eat. Try that out. I mean, day two, day three, uh uh-uh, I'm giving that up. But he went 40 days without eating. And then on day 40, when he was like so hungry, the devil came. And you know what the devil's constant trick and tactic was to tempt Jesus? Instant gratification. I can get you food right now. Just say the words. You won't be hungry anymore. You you really want to go through all that you're about to go through? I mean, see this world. You can have the kingdom. Just call down the angels right now and you can have it in this moment. Over and over again, Satan schemed at Jesus, the man Jesus, at the heart of mankind. And that is, I want what I want and I want it now. Instant gratification. If I can just kind of not have to wait it out. If I can just get it now, it would be so much better. 
But Jesus didn't give up on that. He did not give in to that. Esau did. And he lost his future. He lost his future. And how often do we give up our future opportunities, our future rewards that God has for us, even maybe our future with him, for what seems right, for what feels right right now? Let's just be honest, my friends. Immediate gratification is a self-focused mindset. It's trying to gratify our own underlying lining needs. And, he, and the devil is trying to get us to think that we need to do that. He think that he, He's trying to get us to think, what good is waiting? I can enjoy this now. I can be happy now. I want to be happy in this life. And if I really wait for Jesus, that's boring. That's dull. I'm missing out. When the devil is just lying to us and causing us to miss out on our birthright. Just like Esau. You know, in the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 16 through 17, the Bible says this, calls us to not be defiled like Esau. It's written, see that no one is sexually immoral or godless like Esau, who for a single meal sold his inheritance rights as the oldest son. Afterward, as you know, when he wanted to inherit this blessing, he was rejected. Even though he sought the blessing with tears, he could not change what he had done. That's a scary verse. Esau sold everything. And then when he realized the consequences of his own choices, he couldn't change it. Here's the scariness behind that verse. So often, because we want what we want and we want it now, and we strive for what can make me happy in this moment, we blind ourselves of, of the possibilities of what that's going to bring into our life and then when we start to realize it, when we took that step and we gave in to happiness for the moment, then all of a sudden we're starting to deal with consequences that, oh no, I did not anticipate this. I really did not want this. And we can't do anything about it. The consequences are there. They're there. And so often, like Esau, if I could only go back, if I could just change that, but he couldn't, and we can't. That's why waiting on the Lord is so valuable, so important. Esau was a man who, of the flesh, he, pleasing whatever he felt right now. He didn't care about what, was, what the future may hold. And the Bible teaches us to strip away the sin that so easily entangles us, to just get rid of us, to, to get rid of it. The Bible says to run the race with patience and endurance. And this is only possible if we keep our eyes on Jesus. So what do you focus on? What has the constant attention of your eyes and your heart? Because here's the thing. Where your eyes go, your heart quickly follows. It really does. You know, like in the sports world, you know, as a defender, I always teach my boys in their sports that you always watch the hips. Why? Because where the hips goes, the body goes, right? The body won't go where the hip is not facing. The same is true with our heart. Our heart goes where our eyes go. Where are your eyes going? So often we allow our eyes to drift towards things that we want, things that grab our heart's attention and our heart quickly follows. 
And when we don't spend time with Jesus, when we're more focused on the distractions of this world, even if they're not sinful distractions, they're just distractions, and we're not hanging out with Jesus, guess what? Who has our heart? Probably not Jesus. And before we know it, we turn into a lifestyle that I want what I want, and I want it now. The instant gratification, the things that feel good in the moment, the things that make me happy. And the only thing we don't realize is trying to make me happy now throws away our opportunity to be happy in the future. It really does. Because here's a truth that we always need to understand. What we say yes to, we always say no to something else. We always do. And I'm here to stand before you right now not just based upon my understanding of Jesus, but through my own experiences, I've learned that Jesus is the greater yes. He is the greater yes. And he desires to share his kingdom with us. He really does. He desires so desperately to share everything that he has with you. He is the greater yes. Saying yes to gratification in the moment has a chance of saying no to the inheritance of what God has for us, what Jesus wants for you. You know, what the Bible teaches us is that this world is a deposit of life. Every one of us, we were created by the creator of everything that is. And when he created us, he created us with a special design. And we can read about that all throughout the Bible. And what he gave to us was a deposit. Basically, I'm giving you a deposit of life. That's what this world is. That's what this opportunity is. Some of us has a few days of that opportunity. Some of us has, have years of that opportunity. It doesn't matter. Every one of us has an equal opportunity of this life. And Jesus says, with this deposit of life, you have the opportunity of which path you will choose. You can either choose my path, and the deposit then increases to future life that goes into all eternity. Or you can choose your own path. You can choose what it makes you happy with this one deposit. And so what will you do? I don't know about you, but when someone gives me money and I deposit into a bank or a savings fund, I want to find what will make the best possible return on this investment, Right? God, the creator of everything that is, invested, deposited into your life an opportunity to invest this life. He said, here's your choice. That's free will. Here's your choice. I gave you this life. Now you have a choice. See, God says, I want, I want you desperately. I created the garden. Mankind messed it up in the garden. Then I sent my son. I am constantly chasing you. What are you going to do with this deposit of life? What will you do with it? You can say, well, I'm going to go my path. What feels right? I'm going to go my path. I want to be happy in this deposit of life. Everything, at any cost, I want to be happy right now. And what this life has to provide while I got the chance. Here's your deposit. Or I want to take this deposit of life and I want to seek a life even greater than my own. 
a life that extends beyond what this deposit really has. Where do you stand? What are you going to do with this deposit that God gave to us? Esau said, for a bowl of soup, I'm throwing away the deposit my dad gave to me. For a bowl of soup, I'm throwing away my birthright. That's what Esau did. And he lived, the left of it, he lived the rest of his life in regret. Our daddy, our Abba father, the creator of everything that is, deposited this birth, this life into us. He says, here, I have a birthright for you. What will you choose to do? What will you choose to do? I have an inheritance for you. I mean, think this through for a moment. Jesus has his kingdom. He wants to share his kingdom with all of us. Like he says, this world, if this is all you want, this is all you get. I, I mean, you get some small glimpses of what my kingdom is in this world, but my kingdom is amazing. I'm preparing a place for you, and I so desperately want to share it with you. I'm chasing you endlessly because I want to share this with you. And because of our desire to please ourselves, which the Bible calls sin, we have pushed our inheritance in him away. Yet he wants to share his kingdom with us so badly that he sent his son Jesus to the cross to die for us. Think about that for just a moment. I mean, who goes to die for somebody else just because they want to share what they already have? That is the... That is the textbook example of selflessness. I want to share this with you so badly that I'm going to die for you. But yet we constantly say, well, I want what I want right here in this world. I want what I want right now. I want to be happy. I just want to live happiness. And we are so blinded that happiness throws away happiness in the future. Happiness right now, instant gratification throws it away down the road. God says to be patient in him. Jesus is the initiator of all good things when we just walk with him. We will never experience all that God has for us. You will never experience all that God has for you. When you continue to say yes to living life my way, you will never experience him. Until you say, I, am I don't want to walk in this path anymore. No to pleasing my own self, my own desires, what feels right for me. No to my desire to just be happy in this world. Because self-indulgence is miserable. I've lived it. It's miserable. Because you are in an endless pursuit to constantly try to make yourself happy. And guess what? You're never going to succeed. Why? Because we weren't created for ourselves. We're created for a connection with Jesus. For him. With him. Delaying our gratification. What we want right now, like Esau gave into, for the greater yes, brings so much more than you could ever imagine. But you have to first acknowledge Jesus. You have to acknowledge him. You have to take the step towards him. 
My friends, a healthy path towards delayed gratification is to experience the fullness of who he is. Those who wait on, on Jesus to experience the abundant of life he offers is amazing. Look what's written in Isaiah 40, verses 30 to, 30 to 31. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. From Genesis to Revolution, Revelation, the Bible is a love story. A love story written by God himself to you and to me of how desperately he wants to provide his goodness and his, his, his kingdom with you. And to help us wait on Jesus, to experience all that he has, to say yes to him, I think we need to first know the value of God's reward. We need to know the value of what he provides for us. You know, what Esau's struggle was in that moment, he felt filling his belly with that bowl of soup was greater than his inheritance down the road. That's what he thought. If you really want to boil it down to basic understanding, he thought that bowl of soup was better than his inheritance down the road. Have you ever really thought about God's inheritance? Have you ever thought about the reward that he wants to give to you in this life, in this deposit of life that he's given to us, and in the life to come? Have you ever thought about that? I mean, Jesus promises us that he will meet our needs. Philippians 4.19 says this, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. He will pour down his riches on you to meet all your needs. Everything you wanted to fill, your loneliness, your brokenness, everything that you have within, he will fill those needs. Hebrews 13, 5, it's not in your notes. The Bible says he will never leave us nor forsake us. And John 10, 28 through 30, Jesus promises blessings, not just in this life, but for life eternal. Jesus said these words, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Not, no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given me to th them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. God, who is the Father, the Son Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are one. And they have eternal life for us. This deposit of life that the Creator gave to us, when we follow Him, it says, this deposit has increased to eternity, to so much more. And sometimes we become so self-consumed that we think we don't need Jesus. Let me just be happy now. Or let me just enjoy some life, then I'll come back to Jesus. But you're not promised tomorrow. You're not promised the next hour. And at some point to experience his rewards, you need to surrender yourself to Jesus. To experience him, you just got to give it all to him. Until then, you'll never experience him. And so often there's so many people walking around, they're saying, well, I'm not really seeing Jesus. I'm not really hearing him. He's not really talking to me. I'm not really experiencing him. But when you really get down to it, you ask, okay, have you stepped into the relationship? Have you really gone all in with him? Have you really taken the step towards him? Well, no, I spend about 
20 seconds a day reading the Bible or whatever it may be. I mean, we, or I just come to church every Sunday. My friends, that's not a real relationship. In any real relationship, you have to invest yourself to experience the other person. Otherwise, it's just going to be an acquaintance. And what good of a relationship is an acquaintance rather than a quick hello as you pass each other in the hallway? You will never experience Jesus if you don't come towards him. The Bible says he's knocking, like we said last week. He's waiting to come to you if we just come to him. At some point, you need to give up yourself to experience what he has for you. Jesus said these words in Matthew 16, verses 25 through 26. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? You know, put Esau's name in there. What good would it be for someone to forfeit all their future for a bowl of soup? I mean, think about it. If you want to save your life, you will lose it. And whoever loses their life for Jesus will find it. Jesus saying, if you would just surrender to me, you will find life. I know you're lonely. I will take care of your loneliness. I know your friends, your, your people in your life have let you down. I will not. I know you are broken. I will heal your brokenness. I know you may think you're all that and you don't need me. But one day you'll find out. See, the more we try to do life on our own, live life our way, eventually we just lose it all. Like Esau. Like so many other examples in the Bible. But when we give up our life for him, we find it. But my friends, we can't get sucked into the instant gratification of this world. I want what I want and I want it now. We, we got to give that up. We got to seek patience. We got to seek beyond ourselves to experience him you know we got to see what's more out there you know several years ago there was a documentary that came out called supersize me you guys ever see that you know about this guy who went to a fast food restaurant and only ate from that place through a whole month you know to just see what would happen and day one day two day three day four i mean he was doing okay but by day like 15, day 16, his body began to shut down. He began getting sick. I mean, he would throw up, throw up after he ate. And he would go to the doctor, and the doctor said, you've got to stop. You're killing yourself. You're destroying your body. You can't do this. And I think so often, we live that life emotionally, and spiritually. You know, we, we do the same thing. We, we want what we want, we want it now. And our choices are always the unhealthy choices. Whatever catches our eye, we just grab it and go with it. Because it makes me happy. And we don't even realize day one, day two, day five, the destruction we're doing internally to ourselves. Emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, you name it. But as you continue down that path, the slow erosion of your soul begins to take place. 
and it begins to experience in brokenness, in relationships being torn apart, and so many other facets that you didn't even ever comprehend would happen a few weeks ago, a few months ago, a few years ago. But the erosion that happens by self-gratification, by self-indulgence, by instant gratification, by just living in the moment, by doing whatever you think is right, by living to make yourself happy, the erosion begins and it takes place. And before you know it, like this man, physically beaten down, emotionally and psychologically and spiritually, you find yourself broken. And then what? Like Esau, you realize the mistakes you made and you live in regret. All because you wanted what you wanted and you wanted it right now. Will you trust Jesus? Will you surrender to him? Will you wait patiently on the rewards that he has? Because what will make you happy in this moment is going to be gone. But what he has is eternal. It will go on forever. You have this deposit of life. What are you going to do with that deposit? Are you just going to take it and live it out? Go enjoy as best you can because this is what you got? Or are you going to take that deposit for something even greater? That something lasts that beyond this life. Because God has great rewards for you you'll just surrender to him. If you need to talk to somebody today, if you're in-house, someone will be at Engage Impact and would love to talk to you about how you can take that deposit and experience him more and what he wants to do in your life and what the next steps may be. If you're online, some, your host can talk to you right now about some next steps and what God wants to do in your life. But don't leave today because tomorrow is not guaranteed to experience what using that deposit and deposit into Jesus, surrendering to him what he wants to do in your life. This happiness that you want right now, it's gonna be gone. Don't live life with regrets like, like Esau did. Experience the fullness of only that God has to provide. Let's pray together. Father, we come to you right now and we praise you because you are good. Lord, in this moment, may we just experience you. Lord, in this moment, may we just run towards you. Lord, it's so easy to be so focused on what makes us happy right now. To try to get what we want and wanting it now. But Lord, I pray that we won't make the mistake like Esau, but that we will seek you. Lord, help us to be honest with the deposit of life that you've given to us. That if we just live this deposit out for ourselves, I mean, what good is that? But Lord God, help us to see the return that you provide if we invest into you. And Lord, I pray for each person here and online right now that we may truly take the steps towards you. To spend time with you, real time with you like any other relationship. To really see what you have to offer. And Lord, may we just come in the full knowledge of who you are. It's in your name we pray. Amen.